tell me that the leader, leader of the Republican Party at the Senate level is a swamp creature without really telling me that he's a swamp creature. This is how you answer or you take on that challenge. Yeah. Oh, you say that McConnell is a uniparty swamp creature? Yeah. And this is this is all you need to do. From the Kentucky Lantern. In what may be the largest political contribution ever given to a political party in Kentucky, the drug maker Pfizer gave $1 million last month to the building fund of the Republican Party of Kentucky. A report filed by the Republican Party of Kentucky Building Fund last week with the Kentucky Registry of Election Finance listed the $1 million from Pfizer. This is an extraordinarily large haul for the fund, which had only raised $6,000 during the first three quarters of 2022. What is this going to be used for? Well, it's going to be used to be uh, in the GOP Building Fund. And a sign identifies the party headquarters as the Mitch McConnell Building in honor of U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. That's right. Pfizer gave a million dollars to the Kentucky Republican Party to expand its headquarters, which a sign now says is called the Mitch McConnell Building. I'm sure it's all a coincidence. But hey, let's jump from the Senate to the lower chamber of the legislative branch of this great republic, the United States of America. They got work. Uh, things started today, Monday, with Kevin McCarthy as the speaker. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But let's start off with some great news. News that is uh, music to the ears of real Republicans, real conservatives, who like a certain congressman from Ohio, even if he did back the swamp creature known as Kevin McCarthy. Republicans across America deserve to be thrilled this morning with the news conservative bulldog Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio will be leading a select committee investigating the innumerable, innumerable abuses of power by the Biden regime. Given Jordan's impeccable credentials with the right, the regime better start sweating. Well said, Cullen Leinbarger over at the Gateway Pundit. Okay, so this is, uh, let me jump to the post-millennial. This is their reporting. The 118th House of Representatives will see the formation of a new select committee headed by Jim Jordan to dig into the abuse of power and the weaponization of government. This investigative panel will demand emails and correspondence between the Biden administration and big tech companies and follows the massive revelations that came to light through the recent release of the Twitter files. The Weaponization of Government Committee will chiefly focus on four areas. The collusion between the regime and big tech. This is all according to this post-millennial article. So let's let's count them. The, um, the collusion between the regime of... Joe Biden and Big Tech, the politicization of the FBI, the Department of Justice targeting of parents at school board meetings, and Tony Fauci.
These are things that we, as conservatives, have wanted for the last couple of years. Now, I'm going to come to the defense of Jim Jordan, who backed Kevin McCarthy, and he could have been the Speaker of the House. If any of you guys have read the book, fantastic book that every entrepreneur should read, it's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Is that his name? The E-Myth. He says there's different levels of, of competency for entrepreneurs. And the E-Myth is that if you are a great electrician, you should have your own electrician business. That's not always the case. Sometimes people are technicians and they're good being in the trenches and doing the job, but they can't or don't want to, nor have the ability or the skills, or they haven't developed them yet to lead a company that does that. Now, I'm not saying that Jim Jordan doesn't have leadership skills. I'm saying he, in this E-Myth example, he is a technician. He is a guy that wants to be in the trenches and he wants to be doing this. He wants to bulldog Fauci, the Department of Justice targeting parents at school board meetings, the weaponization of the FBI, and the collusion between big tech and the Biden administration. And God bless Jim Jordan for that. I don't fault him for not wanting to be Speaker of the House. It's a dirty, dirty job, but he would have been excellent at it. But guess what? He is platinum level when it comes to this. Axios reports, reports the following, quote, the probe into communications between tech giants and President Biden's aides will look for the government pressure that could have resulted in censorship or harassment of conservatives or squelching of debate on polarizing policies, including the CDC on the plague slash the virus. If government personnel and agencies do not comply, subpoenas are likely to be issued per a GOP source. The GOP is committed to digging into this politicization of the FBI, which not only includes the work done to discredit accurate reporting from the New York Post in the lead up to the uh, elections in 2020, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop, but the allegations of of, uh, of Russian collusion in 2016. And then, of course, the use of Biden's Justice Department to go after parents who spoke angrily at school board meetings. Uh, and then, of course, they're going to look into Fauci. So this is great stuff, folks. This is great news. By the way, welcome to Open Source News I am your brother. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. the Black Conservative Patriot. Uh, please do me a favor if you haven't done so yet. Uh, make sure you're still subscribed because the analytics show that YouTube is only sharing my videos with those who already subscribe to the channel. Just make sure you are still subscribed. If by some odd reason you're seeing this and you're not a subscriber, then please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It really helps us. I got this like 70s collar thing going today. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and share the link to this episode all across social media. And by the way, folks, let me tell you what we're doing in 2023. If you want to listen to this show and not watch it on YouTube, every single open source news report will now be available on Spotify. So if you're watching this because you enjoy our program, but you'd prefer to listen to it, you'll be able to do so on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. And in the coming weeks, we'll be having this show podcast on every single major 
podcast platform. But right now, you can catch it on Spotify. And currently, you can just go to bcppodcast.com, bcppodcast.com. That'll take you to our Spotify podcast. In the coming weeks, that will take you to a page that will list where the podcast can, where you can catch the podcast. So if you enjoy this show and you want to listen to it as opposed to watching it here on YouTube, you can wa- you can listen to it in the podcast. Every single episode will be available for you to listen to. Uh, it it's what, and if you go on certain uh, of these platforms, there you don't have to have a subscription. There's nothing extra you have to pay. Like YouTube, you just will go to those podcasts and listen to the show. Exciting stuff. Now, we have another show called BCP Unfiltered that also will be on the same podcast channels, and that will be the exclusive content. So this show, if you want to listen to it, we're excited. We've been doing this for a while, but I haven't really announced it, that on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, every episode is it will be available going forward. And then, of course, our show, BCP Unfiltered, where we talk about things that we can't report on in, in this platform will also be available in podcast format or you can watch those episodes at bcpextras.com that's bcpextras.com or you can catch it over at therealbcp.com all right folks that's how we uh we pay the bills let's move on to the next news story now hakeem jeffries who consistently got 212 votes because that's how many Democrats there are in the House, and they are they move in lockstep. There's no independent thought. You're a Democrat. You're told what to do and say. Makes life easy for you. Don't have the drama that we had last week in the Republican Party because we're free thinkers. And I say we as if I'm a Republican. I am not a Republican. I wasn't. I was a conservative for a long time, and not and and became a Republican when I lived in California so that I could vote in primaries because. We sure as hell know that there's no for, uh, no conservatives coming through the Democrat Party. But after their abandoning and going after President Trump during his first term as president, especially at the end of 2020, not backing him in anything, I said, you know what? I am tired of McConnell. I'm tired of this machine. And I have left the Republican Party. And I don't have any plans after last week of returning to the Republican Party. So you can count on continued principled reporting based on the Constitution, limited government, and not party politics and cult of personality. But going to back to the Democrats, 212 of the representatives in the House of Representatives voted time and time again, oh no, I don't know, 15 times for Hakeem Jeffries. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries. Well, only 35% hold a favorable view of Hakeem Jeffries. This is according to a Sunday CBS YouGov poll. But here's the kicker. I'm not talking about 35% of likely voters. I'm talking about 35% of Democrat voters. Just a tick over a third other respondents in this survey have a favorable view of Hakeem Jeffries. And check uh, and um, let, let me give you this information. 
18% overall hold a favorable view of Jeffries, while 40% of respondents have never heard of him or his attacks on democracy. His his favorability among the Democrats was quite low. Among independents, he only held a 16-point favorability. It went up slightly because of identity politics with black voters. And right behind the black voters was the Hispanic voters. 22% among black voters, 20% among Hispanics. Isn't that interesting? Hakeem Jeffries barely, barely gets a little over a fifth of black voters. This is great news, folks. This means that we are starting to break down the false ideas of the Democrat Party owning the black vote. Let's put this in perspective. Pelosi, the lush crook, and spouse of Hammer Time Paul, her favorability rating was nine points higher than Jeffrey's at 27%. He's not very popular. Okay, folks, uh, speaking of blacks and Hispanics, how about this? The Federal Reserve, uh, the Federal Reserve, in their meeting, in the minutes from their December meeting, we're now seeing that they admitted that they expect that their campaign to bring down inflation, which they're doing by trying to cool down the labor market, is going to be especially painful for, can you guess it, black and Hispanic Americans. Now, folks, bad policy is bad policy is going to hurt everybody. I bring this to your attention because the federal government, the regime, they always say they're out for the little guy in black and Hispanics. And yet their policies time and time again are destructive to the family, which has been the absolute uh, curse for black Americans. Now, not my family. But the problem is, is, is the, the problem among the black community is a lack of fathers. Hispanics are very strong uh, in family. I'm half black, half Latino. If you knew around here, but it's not just the social issues; it's the economic issues which also crush black and Hispanics by well-meaning, supposedly well-meaning. It's all by design, but supposedly by well-meaning bureaucrats and politicians. The minutes from the Fed's meeting in December contained the stark admission that rebalancing the labor market by reducing demand for workers is likely to have a racially uh, disparate impact on employment. Quote, in the context of achieving the committee's broad-based and inclusive maximum employment goal, a number of participants commented that as the labor market moved into better balance, the unemployment rate for some demographic groups, particularly African-Americans and Hispanics, would likely increase by more than a national average. By the way, let me just remind you, back in way, way back in 2019, the unemployment rate for black Americans fell to the lowest level ever in August of 2019. And the gap between white unemployment and black unemployment, which has been like 2x, like a two to one ratio, had seen the slightest, uh, had the, 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 the gap the narrowest gap ever happened under President Trump. 
Just facts, folks. Just facts. Please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget that we have a sister channel here on YouTube where my oldest daughter, who is wrapping up, uh, she's in her early 20s and she's wrapping up uh, her degree. She is, and she's recently married. Love you, baby girl. Congratulations once again on marrying an excellent young man. I'm not saying that because, you know, he's an intended economics major. She reports over on her sister channel, the BCP Report. Make sure you check out her reports. Don't have commentary. She just gives you the news and straight facts. No commentary. And she goes through the news stories like this. It's called the BCP Report. The link is down below or you can go to, uh, trying to make it easy for you, you can just go over to uh, bcpreport.com and check it out. Kind of make it easy for you with those URLs, aren't we? The Supreme Court rejects Texas-led attempt to protect Trump-era immigration rule. Uh, By the way, that case from those brothers in Utah got rejected. It's not going to be held. Something that I told you probably would happen. I didn't have a lot of confidence that this Supreme Court, who didn't want to hear any cases having to do with that topic, well, they didn't want to hear this one either. So for all of you that had that, uh, those three brothers with those great filings, those two filings, it's not going anywhere. They're going to appeal it, but it's still not going to go anywhere. I don't want to be a Johnny, uh, 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 I don't want to be a negative Nancy or what have you, but I'm a realist. The Supreme Court has done nothing uh, with our concerns about what happened a couple years ago, what happened a couple months ago. What made us think that all of a sudden they were going to take on this case from these brothers? But this is uh, this is what we can report on here. By the way, I will expound more on those Utah brothers and their and what happened with them at the Supreme Court uh, much later today. It'll, it'll be a late evening edition of BCP Unfiltered. Once again, links everything are down below. The, the U.S. Supreme Court on January 9th rejected a Texas-led challenge to reinstate a Trump-era policy that blocked certain immigrants from gaining permanent residency if they're deemed likely to qualify for government benefits. The high court didn't say why it rejected the challenge. Listen, the case under its list of uh, certiorari denied. I speak Spanish fluently. I got by a few months ago traveling through Italy. Same thing with Port, with, with, uh, in Portugal. But man, I sometimes can't read these Latin words. Forgive me. An appeal from 14 Republican-led state... Okay. An appeal from 14 Republican-led state attorneys general led by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sought to rescind a lower court ruling against a request to mount a legal defense of Trump's public charge rule after President Joe Biden stopped defending the measure and later rescinded it. The policy was put in effect by the Trump administration in 2020 and was ended by the Biden administration in March of 2021. And what this was is, look, if you want to come in the country, you can't be a person who's going to be on welfare and be on the U.S. dole. You have to be able to have a support or someone. That's how the, the law is supposed to be. For instance, my wife is a naturalized citizen from... Mexico, and we had to show that she would not be a public burden, that I could support my wife. We got married when I was in college, and by the time that she was eligible to be a citizen, 
Um, I already started my career um, in investment banking and in uh, working for Arthur Anderson. Easily had the income necessary. But I had to go through the interviews and everything like that. It is such a slap in the face to us that follow the laws that people can just not follow the laws and get the full blessing of the Biden regime. But it's all by design, folks, to overwhelm the system. Trump congratulates McCarthy. President Trump congratulated House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on winning the speaker position in addition to urging primaries for Senator Mitch McConnell and Republicans who voted with him on last year's $1.7 trillion, 4,155-page omnibus spending bill. So this is what President Trump truthed out. Great job, Kevin. We must now stop Mitch McConnell and his China-flagrant boss, Coco Chow. That's his wife. Great job, Kevin. We must now stop Mitch McConnell and his China-flagrant boss, Coco Chow. It is as though he just doesn't care anymore. He pushes through anything the Democrats want. The $1.7 trillion quickly approved bill of the week before was horrible. Zero for USA border security. If you waited just 10 days, the now United Republican Congress could have made it much better or killed it. Something is wrong with McConnell and those Republican senators that vote with him. Primary them all. President Trump also truthed out a reply to Kevin McCarthy saying, thank you, Kevin. It was my great honor. And in that truth, there was a clip of McCarthy thanking President Trump for his support, which made it possible for him to become Speaker of the House. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about uh, this. This was this is big. This is big of Matt Gates. If you're not familiar with happened with uh, Matt Gates, Mike Rogers lunged at him. Because he wouldn't vote for, he didn't vote for McCarthy on that 14th vote. Gates was on Fox News and was asked about this, and this is what he said. There was a tense moment late night Friday night when Congressman Mike Rogers, expected to be the next chairman of House Armed Services, confronted you. You guys both serve on the Armed Services Committee. What was that all about, and are you guys going to be able to work together on armed services? Are you guys going to work together after this incident? Matt Gates takes the higher ground. Mike Rogers is going to be a terrific chairman of the Armed Services Committee, and we share a deep commitment to our national defense, to our men and women in uniform. And of course, in a late night moment of high drama, people can have moments of frustration. But Mike Rogers and I have a six year productive uh, working relationship. We're going to work together wonderfully going forward. And I don't think there should be any punishment or reprisal just because he had an animated moment. He has my forgiveness and uh, certainly is someone who's done great things for our national defense and will continue to do those great things. I don't think there should be any punishment or reprisal just because he had an animated moment. He has my forgiveness. We have a great working relationship. That's, you know, that's probably what I would have done in that situation too. Two people do get hot. I mean, I mean, for me, it's not a big deal, but they don't really work in Washington. So for them to be up at one or two or three in the morning on a Saturday morning to do the business that they're supposed to do anyway, you know, can't really feel sorry for them when we produce two to four shows a day here. Often we have midnight live shows, whatever, whatever. People got a little hot under the collar, not a, not really a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal because the optics were terrible. But, you know, just let it slide. You got to work together. And if you have a good, as Matt Gates said, six-year productive working relationship, why let a little heated moment uh, ruin things?
Well, it turns out that Mike Rogers has bowed out of the House Steering Committee. So at least on that committee, he won't be playing a part. Mike Rogers, after his public display, bowed out of the House Steering Committee. Hey, look, maybe we're already draining the swamp a little bit here. House Freedom Caucus member Representative Mark Green has won the race to be the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, defeating Representative Dan Crenshaw. Oh, Dan Crenshaw, who called the no McCarthy people terrorists. So maybe a good thing is happening already. And also Representative Mike Rogers, who lunged at Representative Matt Gates, has announced he's stepping down from the House Steering Committee. Big, big wins, according to D.C. Drano. Yeah. So trying to lunge at Matt Gates and Mr. Bloody Knuckles, who knows why, hitting at a wall in frustration because people didn't want Swamp Creature Kevin McCarthy. So now we have these two folks, McCarthyites, if you will, not being on their respective committees going forward. All right. We need a little bit of levity here. So I'll report on on a little bit of levity here after I report to you what's happening right now. President Trump has been threatened. Iran's Revolutionary Guard has threatened to kill Trump. And they've done this in a murder video that they have released out on social media. On January 9th, today, a telegram channel run by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps shared a video threatening to kill U.S. President Donald Trump and top U.S. defense officials who were involved in the drone strike against IRGC terror chief Soleimani, Soleimani on January 3rd, 2020. The video features footage of these officials, images of various weapons including guns, explosives, and poison, footage and images from crime scenes, and captions that read, The perpetrators of General Soleimani's martyrdom will be punished for their actions. We will determine how and when to punish coming soon. Now, Donald Trump was on there, former NSA advisor Robert C. O'Brien. I know someone, I have a really good friend who's actually probably listening to this because they are a BCP family member. And they personally know and are close to uh, Robert O'Brien, say he is an absolute fantastic person in real life. Also threatened is General Mark Milley. They're probably just jealous that he's cozy more with China than with them over in Iran. And a slew of other people that I think most of us have never heard of or know, but we know those people. Milley, O'Brien, and President Trump. Okay, here's a little bit of, I don't know if this is, I don't know if we can really deem this, to be honest, comic relief. But there is something funny about this and this and this visual. So I'm going to play this clip for you. President Biden yesterday, by the way, I don't think I fully explained this in this morning's episode. It was a photo op in which he was in the parking lot of the El Paso 
uh, immigration office. Like the photo op took place mostly on the tarmac, him coming off and in a parking lot. But anyway, he uh, he. Uh, this is what uh, Biden has been into. He he um, he visited migrant service centers and chatted with some of the Salvation Army workers. I used to give money to Salvation Army. I used to love to see them out. One of the few people listening that I would I, I like I would like to see I liked seeing during Christmas time. But the wokeness, you know, I I personally don't want to give money to organizations that are ignoring our own people and are now giving services to people who have illegally come into our country. There's been a lot of blowback to the Salvation Army because they've taken this route. Anyhow, Biden visited a migrant service center and he talked to one of the Salvation Army workers. And this is the very strange conversation that took place. Let's, let me just preface this by saying Joe Biden is gone. And if you doubt his dementia, here's exhibit 3,742 to the contrary. To the contrary, if you believe that he has all his wits about you, about him. Biden sees a man in a Salvation Army uniform and feels he need to let him know that he spent time with the Secret Service in Poland and in Ukraine. That doesn't make any damn sense. But nothing does, really, that comes out of the mouth of Hunter Biden's dad. Please like, share, and subscribe. And later this evening, we will be presenting to you episode 177 of BCP Unfiltered. You can catch it on Spotify or at bcpextras.com or therealbcp.com. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. And please, small favor, just small favor, just takes you a second, like, share, and subscribe.